T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan Roberts. Tiki Barber. It's Evan and Tiki on WFAN, The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Hey! We are halfway through Super Bowl week. How the hell's everybody feeling? Busy, busy show today. We're 24 hours away from Sean Morash announcing his big show decision at 4 o'clock tomorrow, which I am looking forward to. We got a lot to get to today. I know. Talk some football, talk a little baseball, talk a little Tiki Barber life. <laughs> but we got to start with something that I think stopped New York City last night and made everybody a tad nervous. It was a ho-hum night in basketball. The Nets suck. The Knicks are beating the crap out of the G League Memphis Grizzlies who are banged up. And then all of a sudden, with a 20-point lead and eight minutes to go, Tom Thibodeau said, you know what? Nah, I don't feel comfortable. I have Deuce, I've got the big ragu, I got Josh Hart, I got Precious, I got Taj on the floor. But I gotta make a couple changes. I'm up twenty, eight minutes to go, I make two changes. I'm gonna bring iHeart back in and I'm gonna bring Jalen back in. And all of a sudden that lead starts to go down just a little bit more. And then all of a sudden Jalen slips, gets back up, and then Jalen Brunson clearly injures his ankle. And you could feel Madison Square Garden go silent. Mm -hmm. And you could feel this city go silent. Yep. Because as I told you last Friday, New York City made a decision. They moved Jalen Brunson up above Aaron Judge as the king of New York. So our king was laying on the ground in pain. And Nick fans and New York City as a whole were like, now, Knicks end up holding on. They win the game. They don't blow it. And it seems like this isn't going to be bad. Yeah. It seems like Jalen's going to be okay. But we don't honestly know because we don't know about Julius. We don't know about OG. And I can feel it as an IBO watching this moment that there were going to be Nick fans that said, do you know who I blame for this? Mm. Not the basketball gods. Not Evan being a mush. But I blame Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. So here's the thing. I've had this like up and down feeling with Tom Thibodeau. Like, I hate the dude. I love the dude. You're grinding these guys too much. The grinding's good for you. It's old school. There was a moment where it felt like he had no control over this roster. I remember Julius Randle from a couple of years ago. But by and large, I've started to buy into what he's been preaching, especially because the results have started to show. But there's something that 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 you need in order to win an NBA championship. And ultimately that's what we're look that's what we're talking about. Right. If if Julius Randle and 
OG Ananobi and now Jalen Brunson are hurt and too banged up to play worth any any you know any worth in the postseason. It's going to be because they got beat up. But to win a championship, look at the last ones: the Denver Nuggets, superstar, top five player, right? Golden State Warriors. Look at you speaking my language. <laughs> I'm just saying, top right. five player. Yes, yes. Milwaukee Bucks. Top five player. Yeah. Hell, the MVP. The LA Lakers. He may be a little bit washed, and I know it was the pandemic year, but LeBron, top five player. Kawhi Hell, Leonard, right. top five player. Steph Curry, Kawhi Kevin Durant. Durant. You can keep yeah, going, yeah, yeah. keep going, keep going. The Knicks don't have one yet, but you know who was working his way towards being there? It was Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is not in the MVP conversation yet, but if he kept hitting 30, 30 plus points a night and eight assists and whatever, you know, uh, success ratio he you want to throw out there for why he was helping the Knicks win, he was trending towards being that player. But Tom Thibodeau, who was stuck in his ways on, I'm only going to play these seven guys, and maybe this eighth guy will get it's 35 seconds, right? I'm going to play these guys 43 minutes a night. I'm going to I'm going to grind them because that's what we need to do to win. It's great until something like this happens. Until Jalen Brunson gets hurt. And again, you're right, Evan. It's probably minor. But is he playing on Thursday against the Dallas Mavericks? Well, did you blame Tom you know, Thibodeau you know, for him getting hurt last night? Should I, he not have been out there? No, but I'm, I blame Tom Thibodeau for not doing what every other coach in the NBA does, which is help your stars be at their best for most of the seasons. Not every game, but most of the season. He grinds these dudes. And look, in his defense, maybe Julius Randle wants to go grind. Maybe Jalen Brunson yes. wants to go grind. Yes. But sometimes, Evan, you have to protect those guys, your star who's trending towards being a top-five player, which means that you can win a championship from themselves. And that's what I blame him for, not protecting his best players players, I should add, from themselves. And it's frustrating because but, but what it, it's mean, been so long. not have played last night well, when they're up 20 with eight minutes to go? Because, by the way, if that's your – should he not have been reinserted? But here's the thing. what Forget if, forget last night. Wasn't this inevitable? Wasn't, wasn't Julius Randle getting hurt and now Jalen Brunson getting hurt? We've been talking about it. And I know they're not tops in the league in minutes – but they grind, man. They play every night. So let me give you this. Jalen Brunson's 11th in minutes per game. Julius is like 16th. But unlike a few of those guys in the top 10 who play more minutes per game, like let's say a Kevin Durant, yeah. they play every single game. Every single game. I acknowledge game. that. They play every single game. But is that why they got hurt? I, no, I don't. I mean, I played sports. Well, so they I get hurt because guess what? We live in a city of losers, and we're going to find ways for bad crap to happen. But is it just the basketball gods' but fault, is it, or is, is it Tom Thibodeau's why fault? Why is it that every week, and I don't want to be the, well, this is just the Knicks' bad luck, right? The gods, the basketball gods hate well, us. Well, what else that's is why, it? That's why they hurt ju- the gods, not not. Not Thibodeau. The gods hurt Julius Randle. The gods hurt OG on Ananobi. The gods now hurt Jalen Brunson. We can't have anything good. That's what the Nick fan is thinking. But in, so, in the back of my mind, I can't help but say, Tibbs, man, like protect your guys from themselves. What do themselves. you want them to do? What do you want them to so, wrap them up in bubble you, wrap? You have been so dominant. It's like when you're riding a winning streak and you're like, yeah, money, daddy can't lose, daddy can't lose, and you just keep going after it. 16-3 and three I get to play in great. the OG era. 16-3. and three. Yeah. You don't got to be a gavone and take every win. 
falling away from you i'm just saying if it was falling away from you and again it was last night was it was it was ugly and then it was it was great no first it was great and then it was ugly and then it was like all right salvage and dante comes in and saves the day and it's a good it's a good win but is it really because you lost jalen brunson but why did they lose jalen brunson like i hate to be the guy that says it's just bad luck and it's the basketball gods and woe is me but guess what a lot of times when guys get hurt that's the only answer I could come up with. Bad luck with your three best players? Dude, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I can't blame Tom okay, Thibodeau one, for this. One, maybe it's bad luck. Two, possibly it's a coincidence. Three, it's got to be something else. Well, what is it? It's, it's, it's the grind. So man. you want Tom Thibodeau to basically take his players and wrap them in bubble wrap? No, like, not there's wrap games them in bubble to wrap. be won. Yeah, not wrap them in bubble wrap. Then do what? But understand that it is not about being... You know, fifty-five and whatever the numbers work out. To be, I agree right? with that. It's you're, not about that. You're it's playing about, the long game. It's a, you have to play the long game because that's what it feels like. The Knicks are on the verge of finally being able to do play the long game. It's not like oh, we got to grind, we got to grind. Oh, damn, we fall into the eight seed. Oh God, we got to play this plan turn. Oh God, it, it, the Knicks feel like they're they're not fully past it, but they're they're inching past that. Yeah, yeah. right. That they are a top four team in the East, and that they, all they need to do is win the games that they're supposed to win. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, play hard and steal some others that maybe they shouldn't. Get to the postseason, be playing their best basketball, and then go and then go ball. Yeah. And and right now, it feels like all they're doing is just grinding, 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 and then eventually someone gets hurt. So so last night, and I'm watching this game because I was disgusted about what I was watching in Brooklyn on a lot of levels, the Knicks are beating the ass of the Memphis Grizzlies, and rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. The Memphis Grizzlies are playing three NBA players. Literally, yeah. that's what they had on the floor, and the Knicks are whipping their ass all night long. And then all of a sudden, the lead gets cut mm-hmm. to 20 with eight minutes to go. And when they come back from commercial break, much like everybody else who's watching on TV, we're barely paying attention to the game. We're paying attention to the great tributes to Mike Breen and Walt Clyde Frazier, yep. who, by the way, I have the ultimate respect for. Congratulations yes. to Mike Breen. Congratulations to Walt Clyde Frazier. Quarter and, century. Amazing. And here's the ultimate compliment I'll give both gentlemen. I can't stand the team you call, but I've never had an issue with you. And you never anger me because you're such professionals and you do a great job. And entertaining. And they're damn entertaining. <laughs> so as they're being celebrated, Jalen rechecks in. Now, I get it. The Grizzlies have no NBA players. But if he doesn't recheck in then, 
The Grizzlies still make a run even with Jalen on the floor. They get it to eight. That's when Jalen gets hurt. At what point are you going to say, hey, you know what? Let's not F around anymore. Yeah. Let's make sure we win this game. Let's put our best player in. Like, at some point, but did it, it, you put your foot right, on them and you beat I them. I don't want to be revisionist. I don't. But did it help? The answer is no. Did it help? They won the game. I know, but they didn't win the game because Jalen Brunson. He Not gets, at all. He get hurt. I, he, they won the game because Dante DiVincenzo, yeah. who has a who has a title you know, in his early days and basically rode the bench but learned from great people, including out in, 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 in uh, Golden State. He comes here because he wants to be here. He wants to be in the system, and he's thriving in the nah, role. The big Ragu hit big shots last night. Nothing below for Ragu. Yes. And that's why they won. And it wasn't because Jalen Brunson came back into the game. You're right, but in the moment, what are you supposed to do? Like, I know you hate this as a former athlete, but I'll be honest with you. The Nick injuries, it's just bad luck. I know that sucks. And you almost look at the sky and say, why me? Why us? By the way, Nick fans, I can relate to you on that. But how do you In have so to, many ways but, I can relate but, to you on that. But it's nobody's fault. But luck is... It I, wasn't, J- right, it wasn't luck, Tom Thibodeau's luck, fault. To me, luck is... I, I, luck is what... I don't. I can't even like describe luck. But we had this conversation luck. about my kid, right? And how she, and how she said, "Oh, it's my lucky shoes." It's not lucky shoes. Why did Jalen Brunson get hurt last you're night? You're successful because you work your ass. Why off, did Jalen right? Brunson get hurt the last Knicks, night? The Knicks are successful because they work their ass. I agree, off, but they get fatigued and they get hurt because they also work did, their ass. Did off. he get hurt because he works his ass off? I don't know. You I tell me. I, I mean, I you're the athlete. Like, did he turn his ankle because he plays a lot? Look, I never played a sport where I had to play every day. I, we played once a week, and trust me, by like Thursday of week fourteen, it's like, all right, coach, you want me to give it to you on Sunday, or do you want it on Thursday? And he had chose for Sunday, mm-hmm. so Sunday is when I went hard. And so I don't, I don't know what the like the physicality of playing basketball and jumping and changing directions and you know crossing over and playing defense. All those, I don't know the stresses that it puts on your body, but I know that if you do it. Anything for that many days in a row. I think about it now, just me working out. If I work out and squat three or four days in a row, my knees start to hurt, man. My ankles start to get sore. I got to sit down, get a massage, deep tissue, right? <laughs> All those things. Hand and stone come my way, right? All that stuff is, 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 is about taking care of your body. But eventually, your body just fatigues. Right, it just you need. So a what do you break. want? You want maintenance days? Are we gonna yeah. call you maintenance day Tiki? Yeah, really. The Denver Nuggets do that. Oh come The on. Golden State Warriors do that. Jalen Brunson oh, doesn't want to do Milwaukee. it. The Milwaukee save your player. He got an All Star break in a week and a half. He'll maintenance for a week save. while he plays in that exhibition. <laughs> Okay, is he even playing in the game? Now? We'll see. Because he got hurt. <laughs> right? Is Julius playing in the game? No, he's definitely not. Right? So, like, you have to. You have to. It's part of the job. Like protecting your players from themselves, and, I and I get and I love what Tibbs is doing. And while it's happening, you're like, hell yeah, this is so old school. Play every damn day, do it that way. But eventually, when something like this happens, it's hard for me to chalk it up to luck. I think that Tom Thibodeau is a coach I look at, and I wonder, come playoff time, can he win the big one? I think that is a fair critique of him. And for every Nick fan that likes to shoot down Glenn Rivers, you can easily look at Tom Thibodeau's postseason resume and say, what about him? So if we're talking big picture postseason adjustments, I may be with you. But the one area of Tom Thibodeau's slander that I am going to stand up against, and little did I know you would be the guy I'm standing up against to it, is this idea that's been out there for a while that he grinds his guys down, he plays them too many big minutes, and anytime someone gets hurt, it's his fault. 
I can't go down that road. Last night, Tom Thibodeau's coaching a basketball game, mm-hmm. okay? And with eight minutes to go up by 20, he wants to make sure he wins that basketball game. And so his best player's on the floor. At the expense of losing your... You don't know he was going to get hurt, at though. At the expense of your best player? So it should he matter. not have played? Should he not have been reinserted? Like, what are the rules around this You're now? Up 20. So what? If it's 10, you can bring him back in? I, I don't... Does it, does it matter that much? What what, like, what what happens if they lose this game last night? We'd be to the killing them today. Would we? Yeah, they lost to a G League Would team. Would we be killing them? Yes. They also lost to a 500 Laker team, which is not very good. But they got very rested because LeBron and AD took the night off. And very different. And still lost that game. It's by. very different. If they right. blew that game last night against the Memphis Grizzlies, who were playing three NBA players, and they had a 27-point lead, we'd be killing them. But it's basketball, but what's man. The, it's an 82-game season. But G, what's the answer to it? Like, how do you make hurt. the decisions on when not to play a guy? Jalen Brunson wasn't hurt until he was hurt. I know that's a simple statement, but it's true. He didn't get hurt till he got hurt. And it happens. And it sucks. And seriously, for anyone who thinks I'm just a Nick hater, I don't want guys getting hurt. I wasn't sitting there last night rooting for that. And I also know that sometimes injuries just suck. Mm. And they just happen. And there's no answer for why. And last night, when Jalen Brunson went down, there's no answer for why. There's no answer for why Julius Randle injured his shoulder. The only thing you could do is hope to the hell. Hope to the heavens, not the hell. Hope to the (laughs) basketball heavens. That they'll be okay because you're going nowhere without them. Yeah. But to pin this on the coach, it's not fair. Well, whose fault is it then? Nobody. It's luck. It's the perspiration that was on the court that made him slip and lose his balance and and unstable his ankle. So when he fell and twisted it, he's out for however long he's going to be out. Whose fault is it? Why does it have to be someone's fault? Why can't it just suck? Like literally sometimes things happen in this world and we can't blame anybody. It just happens. And I hope to God, for you guys' sake, he's okay. And he only misses a day or two or a game or two. Mm -hmm. Now, here's where I will agree with you, by the way, on missing a game or two. I don't give a rat's ass how good Jalen Brunson thinks his ankle feels. I don't care how excited he is to promote his new podcast with Josh Hart, roommates that comes out tomorrow. I don't care. <laughs> or play in the game against the Dallas Mavericks. Which I get. You want to st- got drafted to and started. You want to stick it to your former team. And trust me, after last night, I think I want to see you guys stick it to them. With that said, I'll agree with you on this. You save him from himself tomorrow night. He don't play tomorrow night. And if that's a schedule loss, that's a schedule loss. That's where I, that's where I will say I agree with you. Because he is hurt now, mm-hmm. and you've got to be smart. And maybe the smart approach is, hey, Jalen, you're not playing to the All-Star break. And maybe the smart approach is, as much as this will hurt him, you tell him, you're not playing in the All-Star game, period. And I know that would hurt, and I know that would suck. But, yes, that's where I would say I'm going to protect him from himself. But he wasn't hurt until he was hurt. Yes. And I can't, as an NBA fan, say, well, you got to protect him from the possibility he's going to get hurt. <laughs> You got to rest your guys. It could have happened any day. And and again, I'm not killing Tom Thibodeau here, but I am saying this is this is something that a lot of fans have been talking about for I agree. a while. They have. Now, a lot of analysts have been talking about for a while. Now, the grind, the lack of maintenance. They're wrong, days. by the way. They could talk they? about it all day. Yeah, I think the Thibodeau slander has been misguided for a while now. It's based on an old reputation. Like I just don't think it's fair. Now, Lugie, I know this is uncomfortable for you because it's rare that I'm the face with Nick fans, that I'm on their side. Mm-hmm. And I know siding with me is never something that makes you feel comfortable. Let's go, Nick. Yeah, no, I'm uncomfortable. 
So you want to just say I'm wrong in that time? No, Thibodeau I actually I actually agree with Evan on this because I think what's turned the Knicks around is having that winning culture. I don't want to create a culture here where there's maintenance days, where guys are taking time off in the fourth quarter. They don't want to play. What I love about this team, I think what Knicks fans love about but this team. But I don't team, think you need to worry about that. They're always going to want to play. Uh, the NBA has a lot of teams where there's guys that don't want to play, including that. the Lakers, I'm the team you just brought up. the Knicks. I'm talking about Jalen Brunson. But if you create I'm that atmosphere, about Julius Randle. Yeah, but if you create an atmosphere, always want to play. I, OG, he's gonna want to play. Why? Because OG's trying to get paid. So let him play. Is my thing. Win the games because the Knicks are not in a position right now. They have to get the best seed possible. They have to keep the train rolling. They have to win games. If a guy gets hurt, he gets hurt. And then they get to the postseason, and then they run out of gas. I understand that, but you know what? Maybe get some more reinforcements I don't here. We've seen this. We've seen this. Remember Atlanta, right? We've seen this. Yeah, they didn't roster. have the they didn't have the roster that they have now in that Atlanta. Well, that, see, that's the thing. Why did they lose that series? Do you think they lost that series because they got run to the ground? If that's your opinion, I respect it. But is that what okay, you think happened? I don't want to. Admit, I don't want to say what the other alternative is, which is that they were so out coached. That it was embarrassing. Different story, by the way. By the way, that is a different... If we're going to talk about Tom Thibodeau in the playoffs and what kind of coach he is based on adjustments, mm-hmm. based on being outcoached by Spo last yep. year or even three years earlier, that's different. And by the way, on that, I'm skeptical of Tom Thibodeau. But in terms of the minutes police that has existed since this man got the job, <laughs> and you're right now like the sheriff. Well, the only the only issue is that the, the one example we can use is is Julius Randle because he's been here for the longest time. Yeah, and I don't know if that playoff series against the Atlanta Hawks was DeAndre Hunter Wahua just shutting his ass down, <laughs> Clint Capella, and, or and Clint Capella disrupting him in the po- po- uh, uh, paint, or was it just playoff Julius? Like I don't know. Well, and so I like I know there is not a playoff Brunson. And it's well, not in the negative, it is, that is. The, the playoff Brunson is exactly what the regular season Brunson is. So we don't know if it's just his grinding nature that caused the Knicks to short circuit or is he just doesn't have the play. I'll tell you the other thing, though, and I think this is damn important. I think winning games in the regular season matters. I think where you're seated in this Eastern yeah, Conference as matters. As long as you stay healthy. I get that, but you... But you need to balance the two but things. It's three dude, I mean, the three best players but on this team are hurt. What does that mean? Does it mean Brunson shouldn't mean, have played last night? It doesn't night? mean anything. It just means that their their three best players are hurt. They are, and so like there's accountability for these things. You see it in the NFL all the time. Oh, you led the team. You led the league in IRS. Guess what? The head of training gets fired. It just happens. You see it in baseball, right? You you, you led the league in. You know, days missed by the whatever you know metric you want to use in baseball. Their their athletic training staff gets fired. There's there has to be an accountability somewhere. Your three best players midway through the season are all hurt right now. We will somebody's got to be accountable. For we'll that. get your calls next. There are a lot of Lake Nick fans that like to blame the head coach and say it's his fault. He's the reason. Up by twenty eight minutes to go, he shouldn't be in the game. We'll get your calls next. Eight seven seven. 337-6666. lot to do today. We'll mix in some football, a little baseball as well. The Mets are linked to a stick, and you know I need one stick. We'll get to it later. I do think that there's more optimism, if you're a Knicks fan, that Jalen Brunson's going to be okay. It did look like he turned his ankle. He goes down. He's in pain. Unties his shoe. Says, I'm fine. Gets off. Goes to the bench. Walks by himself. Then he goes into the locker room. There wasn't any kind of boot put on him. 
Isn't that usually what happens when you sprain your ankle? Like yeah, a boot will well, get up there? If it's bad, if it's a high ankle sprain or grade two or three, whatever the heck the class. So that's a good sign are. that there was it no boot. Absolutely a good sign that there was no boot. And he, he was walking. I mean, it was a slight limp, but nothing. He just twisted his ankle. So right. it's fine. You're going you're gonna to walk with a little bit of a limp anyways. But it wasn't like clear. He didn't look like he was really favoring his his leg. No, I think that, will he miss a couple of games? Probably, and he should. Like, I'll be the first to tell you that. Like, him playing tomorrow night, as exciting as that would be because he's your best player and he gives you a better chance to win, is that smart long-term? No. He should probably sit until the All-Star break just to give his ankle time to heal. But I definitely sense, unlike with Ananobi and Randall, where by the day you get more nervous about the severity of the injury, right? I think with Brunson... Just that view of what I described, seeing him get up, seeing him not need any crutches or not need a boot, makes you think, okay, this is probably a real day-to-day kind of injury. Because obviously, for the short time, without Jalen, without OG, without Julius, as good as the big ragu is, and he was great last night, dropping 32 and being their hero, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very difficult to win games without those three guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least uh, consistently. I mean, they did it leading up to the Lakers game where they were winning. But that was with Jalen. Now you're taking him away. Jalen Brunson. I mean, who's picking up the slack? And this is the issue that we've known was going to come to a head at some point after they traded IQ and and R.J. Barrett. They just don't have the scoring on the bench. Well, that's why they need to make a move. Right. At the the Nets-Knicks game that we all went to, except for you, Sean, at that game, like when the bench unit came in, it was like, who's scoring here? And look at last night. Last night, Tom Thibodeau went to three guys off his bench. Malachi Flynn got 10 minutes of action. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we saw Deuce McBride, who gets big minutes, and even Taj Gibson. So there is certainly a depth issue, and it's going to be tested more without Jalen Brunson. But there are a bunch of Knicks fans, and Tiki seems to rep them, who looks at these injuries and say, Tom Thibodeau's fault. Mm -hmm. He grinds him too toughly. And I think it's crazy. I think sometimes injuries are just bad luck. Toll-free numbers, 877-337-6666. Anthony is in Harlem. Good afternoon, Anthony. Afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? What's up, Ant? I'm good, guys. Listen, when Julius Randle got hurt, Knicks were up 24 points with four minutes left in the game, and he's taking a shot at them. This is like what Tom Coughlin was coaching back in your day. He was doing (laughs) things the old-school way, and there's a new way. It's called load management. If it didn't work and analytics didn't prove that minutes in June are not the same as minutes in February against the Grizzlies, they wouldn't all be doing it. He's grinding them down. Someone's got to talk to him and tell him, you got to cool it, dude. you got to play the six guys on the bench that aren't taking their warm-ups off. Yeah. you got to play them some minutes. Well, and in his defense, though, Anthony, and I agree with you because that's the, that's the same stance I'm taking, His be- they, he doesn't have the bench to go to. There's nobody on that bench well, that he trusts. He could play more of players. Course, he just doesn't course. trust them. Right. Be- but in the back of his mind, he – I don't think you can make Tom Thibodeau say, yeah, this game doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah we can lose this one. And, and to his credit, I, I, I applaud that. But when he goes to his bench, he's like, this, 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 that guy's not helping me win. Yeah, but okay. He's not helping me win. And so if I'm just doing this for the sake of load management, I'm going to try to win instead. I also think, let's be fair about the situation where Julius got hurt. Let's have the facts in front of us so we can make the decision. There was about four and a half minutes to go in the game. The Knicks were up by 17. Mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge that is a big lead. There's four and a half minutes to go. Take the air out of the ball, man. They almost don't have enough possessions to come back. I I got the Miami Heat had Bam on the floor. 
They had Jimmy on the floor. Mm -hmm. They had Tyler Hero on the floor. So what that means is that the Miami Heat were still trying to win that game. They had not given up. Now, there are moments in games where the head coach says, I'm out. We're lost. We're done. I'm packing it up. Here comes the bench. Eric Spolstra didn't do that. Now, the reason I bring that up is it's not an open-shut case like our last caller said. Well, the Knicks were up by 25. Why is Julius out there? He's out there because the Miami Heat starters were out there. Mm -hmm. And with a 17-point game and four and a half minutes to go, you can't take all your guys out and just say, all right, we'll go up against a team, by the way, that beat us in the playoffs last year, and we'll give them four and a half minutes to come back in the game. Because you know what the worst thing you can do is? Take your guys out and then put them back in. And that's on the table. So when you're so arrogant to say the game's over, if your opponent's coach didn't make the same decision, can you really be that arrogant? Yeah. That's a tough well, spot. Should you, Tom Thibodeau really be blamed for that? I, no, he shouldn't. But in this situation, it felt like it because the Grizzlies don't have the starters out there. I mean, they have their G League team out there. Last night's literally, a little bit different. I literally, admit that. it's their G League team. <laughs> Last night's different. <laughs> so it's just a little bit different. And and Jalen Brunson wasn't the reason that they hung on and won the game. And so I know I know that that's revisionist. It has nothing to do with it. It's not even part of the argument. But it's the reality of what happened. Maybe Dante DiVincenzo would have been okay, right? Being the sole catalyst on the on the floor, maybe. And Jalen Brunson is not hurt, and we're not even having this conversation. Mm. Let's go to Cayman in Shelton, Connecticut. What's up, Cayman? Hey guys, how you doing? What's Good. up? I want to just give you guys a little bit of perspective. I'm not. Next time, nor did I watch the game last night. But what I wanted to be able to say is. Tips, you know, with tips, you got to take the bad with the good. When you ask tips to change his coaching strategies, it's like asking Draymond Green to become a teddy bear. Um, <laughs> I've I've been in Chicago. I grew up a Chicago Bulls guy. I love Tom Thibodeau. He brought the team to a competitiveness level right. that we hadn't seen since Jordan or since he left. Right? He gets the respect from the players. Players play hard for him, and and the fans get the competitive team that they've been drooling for for years and years. Here's the problem with Thibodeau. Thibodeau does not coach smart. If you look at the game, game one, the Bulls versus the Sixers, game one playoffs, they had a double-digit lead with two minutes to go, double digits, and he decides to just bring Derrick Rose in, and boom, there you see it, ACL. Yeah. Gone, career, I didn't, even, I, didn't even, I didn't even realize. And they lost that series as yeah. a one seed, which unfortunately is on right. his resume when Derrick Rose got hurt at the right. end of game one. I think Tom Thibodeau, the playoff coach, to me is a very different discussion. Because now you're going to see the other side of me. The other side of Evan when I look at Tom Thibodeau, which is, what has he won? And the answer is nothing. Like, Tom Thibodeau was the head coach of a Chicago Bull team that was the one seed in back-to-back years. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this is the Heatles era. This is LeBron's era. Yep. But he was the head coach of a Chicago Bull team that won 63, 62 games, whatever the number was, and they lost in five to the Miami Heat and completely collapsed in Game 5. The following year is what he's bringing up, where Derrick Rose got injured at the end of Game 1 against Philly, and they lost that series to Philadelphia as a one seed. Yep. We saw what happened in Minnesota. We've seen what's happened here. Like, if you add up all of Tom Thibodeau's rounds of victories in his coaching career, like, you add it up, how many rounds of the postseason has he won? The answer is six, okay? Now, Glenn Rivers, on the other hand, and I'm bringing him up because this has been a talking point now for the last week and a half from every Nick fan I hear. That's Doc for the uninitiated. Glenn Doc Rivers, he's lost his doctorate. Oh, you know why we have a chance? 
because the Bucks hired Doc Rivers, and mm-hmm. all he does is choke in the playoffs. Now, there's some truth to that. But do you know how many postseason series Glenn Rivers has won in his career? One, two, three, four, five. Sixteen. <laughs> because he's been to two NBA finals. Right. Because he's been to three or four Eastern Conference finals. Tom's been to one. Now, we could further that and say, okay, Evan, why? What makes Tom Thibodeau not a great postseason coach? And to me, it's not the grinding. Like, that's the funny contradiction. So what is it? It's the adjustments and the lack thereof. And the so caught in his own ways. And so stubborn with some of the rotations that he has. Right. Like the playoffs are about adjust they're about matchups, which Lugia said, they're also about adjustments. Eric Spoltra Spolstra adjusts on an elite level. He's one of the great coaches in our sport. He's the best coach in the NBA for my money. When he was mano e mano with Tom Thibodeau a year ago, why did Miami win that series? There's a few reasons. One of which yep. is the coach. Right. So if you want to have a conversation about this head coach and winning the big one and his resume and Glenn Rivers' resume, you'll see that I don't trust Tom Thibodeau. But what I don't buy and what I will not stand for is the slander from the minutes police. Because <laughs> I don't think that's why it's, he fails in the playoffs. It's not even necessarily the minutes, Evan. It's the it's the grind of every day. Every day. And again, from an entertainment standpoint, like – it's, it's exactly what you would want. I want to see my star play every day. I want to see Jalen Brunson out there every day. If he goes on the road, he's going to play every day. But eventually that taxes you, and it wears you out, and you, you expect the all-star break to be a break. It's usually not for your star, especially if it's a guy like Jalen Brunson, because he's going to be playing. He's going to be busy. He's going to be doing whatever the heck you're doing at All-Star Week, including being on the court and t- doing a three-point contest. It's not really a break. And so when was the break coming? It's not happening in season because he doesn't give it to him. So like, at some point, you got to put a little bit of blame on him. By the way, that's the uncomfortable conversation. The uncomfortable conversation is, and we saw when Jalen got emotional last week, mm-hmm. a part of why he was so emotional is that he finally got to an All-Star game. And I understand why that's very, very exciting for him. There may be a conversation that has to have between, Le- I wouldn't even say Tom Thibodeau, between mm-hmm. Leon Rose and Jalen Brunson next week where he says, Jalen, we're very happy for you. Yeah. Can't play in this game. Yep. And you can't be in the three-point contest. Yeah, it's on your resume now. Sorry. It's on your resume now. Fine. Doesn't matter. You don't got to go to be there. You don't want to do that to him? No, that's way too extreme. Three-point contest. The NBA All-Star game's a layup line. You're not going to get hurt in that game. Nobody cares. Nobody tries. Or he could pull a Giannis last year where he had the dunk and then he left after one play. The guy's earned it. He he Give him three minutes out there on the court. Half the people don't care in that game. Do you have game. a long memory? Because I do. Who got hurt in the All-Star No, no, I'm not talking about a guy getting hurt. I'm talking about the way this city melted down when Carmelo Anthony played an All-Star game but couldn't play in the regular season afterwards because he was hurt. Nobody will say that about Jalen Brunson. (laughs) You know that there are a million Carmelo Anthony haters. Jalen Brunson basically broke down in tears when he made the All-Star game. Don't rob that from him. And by the way, I think he's going to be back before the All-Star break, but let him play two minutes in the game and do the three-point contest. Not a big deal. By the way, I don't know how... This is where Tiki and I would agree. Now that he is hurt, I'd be very careful about bringing him back before the All-Star Well, I'd be very careful. Hurt or banged up? Four games? Uh, four games they four have. And, they, and against four quality NBA teams, by Does. the way. So I get you may lose all of them. I understand that. We don't know he's hurt. He sprained his ankle. I know, last but he night. walked off the court on his own power. Josh Hart, I think, said he talked to him. He said he seems like he's all right. So I don't know yeah. if he's hurt, hurt. 
or he's just a little nicked up. Did I you mean, see the way that ankle turned? I did, but I also saw the way he walked off the court. He's not in a boot. No, I'm not saying it's severe. And Clyde like, was like, oh, he's really flexible. <laughs> my, my question would be, can he injure it further by playing? If that's the case, then maybe play with kick gloves. But if not, go ahead. Let's go to John in Garden City. What's up, John? Hey, guys. So I think it was Clyde. It might have been Alan Hahn after the game. I'm not sure. Somebody was saying how the type of injury that Brunson had is an injury of fatigue. You know, he's getting a lot of minutes, and, you know, when you're a little more tired, you don't step as careful. Mm. And, yeah, you I know, can see and, that. And so, so that, 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 you know, the, the physiology of it, the, the, the mechanics of it may have to do. Look, when you're tired, you don't play. You probably don't, don't work as well. As, you know, and these guys are tired. So, so that's, that's one of the reasons you want to maybe control some minutes. But, I, I mean, there's a lot of parts of what I wanted to call it. The, the main thing is go get, like, a reasonable facsimile of what you're missing. I mean, go get uh, Drummond. He's on an expiring contract. Go get, go get Kyle Lowry. You know, I mean, don't you know, if you can't wait to buy them out, make a deal. I mean, and I, I hate to say, it, but like, did Fournier all of a sudden forget how to shoot? Did he <laughs> well, give the guy you know, five minutes? I think he, he's just, he's he's just in, in the doghouse. He's just in the doghouse. No, but that goes to one of Tom Thibodeau's, I guess, uh, blind spots. Yeah. When he has an opinion of you, good or bad, by the way. It he, is what it is. It's locked in. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why CP, the franchise, the other day said Alec Burks is a great fit. Yeah, because when Tom Thibodeau looks at Alec Burks, he sees, you know, the right. most beautiful thing in the world. Right. It's why he always, Derrick Rose always found him. <laughs> right. Always. But that's the good and the bad of Tom Thibodeau. Like, when he doesn't believe in you and he doesn't trust you, you're dead to him. Now, I agree with you about adding bodies, and that's why the next 24 hours are going to be really interesting and really mm-hmm. important. Now, our last caller also mentioned the buyout market. Like, you can add key bodies in mm-hmm. that buyout market. But the problem with the buyout market is that now you're competing with every other team in the NBA or every other good team in the NBA that could potentially offer a better situation. Right. They want the same thing. They they want the same guys for the same reason. Now, I think the Knicks are an appealing place. Don't get me wrong. I don't think teams or players are going to say, I'm not interested. But now you're kind of recruiting guys, as opposed to when you trade for a guy. Yeah, you get who you want. You go get them. But yeah, if they had, and I I know I'm skeptical about the fit of DeJounte Murray and Jalen Brunson, but here's what I'm not skeptical of. When Jalen Brunson's on the bench, you have yourself an elite player and an elite ball handler running your offense while Jalen gets the much-needed rest that you just described. Right. The question is, if they don't get any of those guys, do they find a way to do it anyways and trust Dante DiVincenzo, right? Does that ever become the in-house solution. Well, I don't... Because, look, the trade deadline is, what, it's in... It's tomorrow. It's a day and how many... When is it? Four o'clock? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. So a day and 15 minutes away. Yeah, we're 24 hours away. Right, 24 hours away. And, I mean, I don't know, I'm not hearing a lot. Right? You're not hearing many, like, rumors or shaking of the feathers or whatever the heck you want to... Euphemism you want to use. You're not hearing a lot of things. Are they thinking, is this an in-house... No, like I solution? think they're trying to make a deal, but I think they're doing it under their terms. Like, Leon Rose uh-huh. has shown us. We now have a book on Leon. He's been here for almost four years. And the thing about Leon Rose is he ain't giving in. Mm-hmm. He's not going to just give up whatever it takes to get right. said player. But he do you think want- these injuries matter? Does it matter now more? Because I think with the Julius injury, it, it made us realize, oh, God, you got to get another score. Because if he's out for any extended amount of time, this this what are they three seed right now? This this three slot it could slide away, 
right? We need somebody else. And now with Jalen Brunson being banged up a little, it's just a little bit, but we don't know how bad it is and ultimately how long he's going to miss. Like, it really becomes urgent. I, think, I know that they're protecting against feeling, de- like, desperate, but it, now it's obvious. Yeah, I think a part of why they haven't given real clear updates on Julius Randle and OG Ananobi is they don't want you to know if they're desperate. Yeah. They don't want, and, and I think that's smart. I'm not even ripping them for that. I think where it's frustrating is, as a fan, you want to know. You want to know, like, what the hell's going on with OG Ananobi? Like, none of us freaking know. Mm-hmm. We're all sitting here making assumptions. Yeah, we don't even, like, he didn't, he didn't get hurt. It's not like in a moment he got hurt. It wasn't an acute injury. Right. Something that's lingering. Well, it comes to the point where OG Ananobi playing this weekend could happen, and him not playing for a month could happen. Mm -hmm. Because we have no idea. I think in the case of Jalen, because we saw it, because we saw him get up, because we've seen, oh, oh, he walked without crutches, he walked without a boot, we're telling ourselves he's going to be okay. Yeah. But it's not like anything the Knicks are going to tell us we're already going to believe because look at what's happened over the last few weeks with Julius Randle and Gian and Obi. Let's go to Tavo in East Brunswick. How are you, Tavo? Hey guys, how you guys doing? What's up, Tavo? Good uh, man. So I, I think I think you're both right uh, on the Knicks. Uh, but before that, Evan, real quick on the beard. Um, so a couple <laughs> years ago, I decided to, to go with the beard. I decided to get a big beard. Uh, I just wanted to do it, so I did it. Um, went to a wedding. Uh, everybody was talking about the beard. It became a thing. Uh, at work, everybody's giving me compliments. So, and then one day I woke up and I realized I hate this beer, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't want it anymore. And I felt obligated to keep it. Wow. So I'm telling you, Evan, you still got it the, as a co-host. No, I got rid of it actually. But that's, uh, okay. that's kind of my point is, Evan, um, as the co-host of a afternoon drive in New York, you don't have to do anything for anybody. That's right. Save the beard. That's right. Feel good about it. And, and, and breathe. Uh, well, as far as, you know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tavo. As of now, I'm doing this for Pete Alonso because I made a proclamation <laughs> for Pete that Alonso, I would bro. not shave my head or shave my hair or whatever it turned into until Pete gets extended. Now, hopefully I wake up tomorrow morning and I get the shocking news that Pete got extended and then I could do whatever the hell I want. I think the real question is going to be, Tavo, once I'm out of this, once I'm allowed to shave my beard, am I going to feel the pressure to keep it because everybody seems to say it looks nice, but I also think I'm being ribbed. I think people are telling me it looks nice as really a rib because I look like a freaking monster. So that's the thing I'm going to have to determine, but I appreciate the advice, Tavo. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think I think you definitely take it off, and I think you'll feel better about it. Um, you're a Nets fan. You go to Nets games. So yes. You don't have to show anything to anybody. That's enough for anybody <laughs> to, to, to understand that, right? Fair point, um, as, yeah. far as, uh, as far as Tibbs, um, so you guys are both right. First of all, um, Playoff tips. I mean, I've been a Knicks fan forever, and I'm I'm tired of hearing about how you know in, in the Hawks series and this he played mm-hmm. Alex Burks too much, he played Tosh Gibson too much. You talk about Fournier, he when the guy's dead to him, you're right when he's dead to him. But, but at the same time, the guys that he trusts when they're not doing well, he just goes down with the ship. So that's not being a good coach. That's part of adjustment. But also, I agree with Tiki. I mean, you have to know how to manage. Uh, you know, as a as a leader, how to manage the season. Um, the ups and downs, the grinds of, of, of back-to-backs and stuff like that. And when you continue to grind every game, you know, they talk about his culture. His culture, two years before uh, Brunson was here, there were 38-win teams. So where was his culture then? Yeah. Um, it, it's really Brunson's been the culture. Brunson's been the elite player that's elevated the Knicks with this team and last year's team. So I think you guys are both right. I, I think that playoff tips is definitely something to worry about. 
but I also think that he don't he needs to manage the regular season. I mean, half these teams aren't even trying as hard as they are. Yeah. So even if they go down to eighty five percent, they're still going to beat both these teams because Brunson and the rest of the team are just good players. Yeah, and especially after the trade deadline, a good a good call, Tavo. Especially after the trade deadline, when some of these teams really ship off like assets, right? They, I mean, they're racing to the bottom. And so I'm not saying they're all easy wins because the guys that are out there are still playing and they're still obviously NBA players, but it it it, it should, in theory, get easier. The, the one thing I will disagree about is that I think Tom Thibodeau is the main reason why this culture changed at Madison Square Garden. And I understand mm. giving a lot of credit to Jalen Brunson for what he's done and the star he's become, and he certainly makes them a threat. Well, but when Tom Thibodeau walked through that door... The New York Knicks, that following season, that weird COVID yeah. kind of season, they went out and they were the yeah, four but seed. Get, but they got so – they were lucky because – and when you want to talk about luck, like they were able to like institute what he was trying to do in this weird vacuum that we were kind of paying attention to but not really paying attention to. But he still did to. it. I understand that. But it, it wasn't the real world. It was It was fake. And we saw the reaction the next year when Julius Randle now all of a sudden is facing for real criticism because he was inconsistent. I'm not saying he's bad. But that shouldn't take he, away from the job Tom Thibodeau okay. did in year one. Yeah, I, I know, but we talk about this culture. But then why was Julius Randle lazy on the court? They had a bad year. Why was Julius Randle lashing out every single opportunity? He had a bad year. Why was he basically throwing the finger up at the guys? Is, is Tom Thibodeau saying, yeah, it's okay. You're good, Julius, man. Just keep playing. Just show up and work hard every day. We got you. But right? the bad like, of year two shouldn't wipe out year one. I, I, I know, but I'm saying year one was a weird season. Is that, I, I that pandemic that, yeah. season was I don't I don't even know what to believe from it. Like were the the LA Lakers the best team in the NBA that year? No, no, Absolutely but this is not. but remember, this is the following season. This is we're out of the bubble now. Yes, we're playing in empty arenas. I'll right. give you that. And then the arenas got filled up for the playoffs. They still went out and earned that four seed. I think that mm. Jalen Brunson deserves an enormous amount of credit. But Tom Thibodeau, and this is why the view on Tom Thibodeau is not just linear. As a regular season head coach, I love I, his resume. I think he's done a great job. Of course, Even but, the year he had in Minnesota. But what he did matter. in Chicago. But metrics matter. Well, what, the metrics of what? He's a good regular season the head coach. The metrics of body maintenance matters, right? In, in football now, they have they have these, like, geotags on your shoulder pads or in your whatever, your shells. So they know how much you're running. Like they, This is why you don't, they know how much you're hitting. Right, they know everything, every little detail about your body. Now, the science I don't always agree with, but every little detail they know. It, I feel like the Knicks is just like gut. All right, you you look good. Yeah, you look, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. You might be fatigued, but you'll fight through it. You'll be fine. It'll build you strong. Get you get you ready for the postseason. And in fact, it puts you more susceptible to injury. That's what that's what this is all coming down to. Are these guys hurt because it's luck? Or were they susceptible to injury because they play too much? Honestly, I think it's bad luck. <laughs> and I think that sucks because sometimes when things are just bad luck, we don't have anyone to yell at. And it's frustrating. Like, I remember when Matt Harvey needed Tommy John surgery. And I don't know why that's the injury teak that jumps out at me more than mm-hmm. any other. But as Met fans, we were devastated. And we had no one to yell at. It wasn't Jeff Wilpon's fault. It mm-hmm. wasn't a manager's fault. It was nobody's fault. And I remember sitting here on the radio saying, I'm screaming into the wind. I don't have anyone to blame, but this sucks. (laughs) And that's how I view these Nick injuries. There's nobody to blame. It just sucks. Jalen Brunson trips, 
gets back up three seconds later, turns his ankle. Whose fault is it? Is it the floor at Madison Square Garden? Is it Ben Stiller's fault because he's such a good fan? Like, is it Mike Breen's fault because he accepted the gift from Jalen Brunson before the game? Is it Josh Hart's fault because he's distracting him with this podcast? Like, whose fault? Is it my fault because on Friday we declared him the king of New York City? It's definitely your fault. It's my fault. Fine, I'll take the blame. Every team I touch goes to crap anyway. It makes sense. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.